You're listening to All the Books, a weekly show of recommendations and enthusiasm regarding the week's new book releases. This is episode 200, and today we are talking about books being released on March 19th, 2019, and more. I'm Liberty Hardy, here with Maria Cristina Garcia Lynch, and we're coming to you from bookriot.com. 200 episodes! Oh my gosh! This I is, can't oh. even believe it! And like, I, I rotate in here and there for the past few months, but is have you done every single one of these 200 episodes? I did... 199 of them. Oh I missed the one. I missed the one that Dave Steinbeck died. But uh, other than that, yes, I have been here for all uh, of them. Oh, that's wait. That's I was on books. the. I was on the one that you missed. I should know this. Um, <laughs> well, you that's can, okay. You can have that tally mark from me since that was unplanned on my part. Um, <laughs> I did not plan to take that from you. So you have like come such a long way. Can you even estimate how many how many books you have read? in 200 episodes because not every book that you read ends up on the air uh no it's definitely i always read four books for each show i think like four five times i haven't finished a book before i talked about it and there have been like some wrap-up shows like probably like a dozen or so of those across the years so i can't do that math now <laughs> wow that's that's like that's like at least 800 books yeah at least <laughs> Um, well, I mean, I read a little over 600 books last year. I read 667 books the year before that. So, I mean, well, you know, and we've been doing this for four years now, so. Yeah. It's a lot of books. And with all of the newsletter writing that you do for us and all the backlist, like, 200, that's that's a major accomplishment. And it's just a sliver of, of what you do at Book Riot. It's so exciting. And even more exciting is that to celebrate our 200th episode, we had a shirt made. And it's so amazing. It is beyond anything that I could possibly have hoped for. It is so wonderful. It is quite literally banana pants. Yes. It's a shirt with a banana wearing pants. Um, If you are familiar with the Andy Warhol cover of the Velvet Underground's debut album, Velvet Underground and Nico, um, which came out in March of 1967, so like 52 years ago, like a deck of cards. Um, it's a picture of banana on the front of the Velvet Underground record. Um, and our designer, Scott, who just apparently reached inside my brain without even asking and figured out something amazing that I would love, uh, he made sort of a spoof on that with like a banana wearing pants. Um, you just have to see it to oh. understand it. It's incredible. And so we had this custom design made. Uh, to celebrate, and you can find it on TeePublic. We're experimenting with them. It's a platform that allows you to pick not just, like, a t-shirt, but you can also uh, get a tank top, a baseball t-shirt, a hoodie, or, like, a phone case. You get stickers. You can get coffee mugs. It's amazing. So if you go to bookriot.com slash banana pants, because, of course, <laughs> it'll take you to the T the tea Public site. I got a baseball jersey and a bunch of stickers, yeah, I but I'm like, already plotting on going back to get more stuff. I need, like, one of everything. And and that is bookriot.com slash banana pants, all one word. We have, like, a thing on Book Riot Slack about is there a hyphen in banana pants? No. It's in our style guide now that it is all <laughs> one word. No space, yeah. no hyphen. Just banana pants. There's some pretty amazing things in the style guide, too. <laughs> yeah. Because we are quite something. <laughs> so, 
Anyway, I, we would love for you to check it out and to get something to commemorate this exciting occasion because we love books and just 200 episodes. Thank you so much to everybody who's listened. Thank you to all the other hosts. Thank you to people who write books. Thank you to my cats. I feel like I'm, like, making an acceptance speech now. Like, don't play me off. But, like, just everything is so exciting. If you're still listening, oh, daughter of mine, go to bed. (laughs) Exactly. It's past your bedtime, kitties. So I I would be the one that would trip going up the stairs (laughs) to the stage, for sure. Um, So, anyways, I'm just excited, and I'm happy. So I'm just going to kick off. Our, our books now, because we do talk about books, too. <laughs> all the books. <laughs> yes. My choices... Oh, my goodness. I'm so excited about all of these today. My first is Queenie by Candace Carty-Williams. Um, it's a novel. just came out today, obviously. I was thinking it was out before because it's a book of the month selection, but it is out today. It is about a young woman named Queenie Jenkins. She's a 25-year-old Jamaican-British woman. She's living in London, and she has just gone through a really bad breakup with her white boyfriend, Tom. She's in a really bad place, and she makes some questionable decisions, like, after their breakup. You know, she's upset. She's having a hard time at work. Um, So she's, like, seeking solace from the wrong men, having these really ill-advised hookups. Um, This book is hilarious. There is a lot of, like, awkward situations, hookup disasters, oversharing. Her girlfriends are really funny. She calls them the corgis. She has this group of girlfriends that, you know, sometimes they're telling her things, you know, she shouldn't do, but she does listen to them, you know, or sometimes they have really great advice. Um, but, I mean, ultimately, these are Queenie's decisions. But on top of being really, really funny, um, some of these things are very sad and, and difficult. You know, she makes some some poor decisions that you're just like, oh, you know, because it's easier to look at other people's decisions than your own, obviously. And, you know, like her ex, Tom, like, she's so crushed by their breakup. She's so heartbroken. But, like, in sort of flashbacks, we sort of realize, like, he wasn't great. He was not that great. He was kind of problematic. Not only that, but his family was racist and he didn't really defend her to them or, like, you know, tell them to leave her alone. Um, And she's not very careful in her hookups. She seeks out, you know, more harmful partners like Tom um, it's a, it's, it is, so it's like, it's very funny, but it's also very serious. Um, it's a real examination, I think, of a contemporary young woman who's dealing with racism, anxiety, sexism, and low self-worth, and, like, what happens, you know, when she, when she's experiencing these things. Um, you know, like, and, but she's so wonderful. She's so worthy of our love as a character. You know, like, I feel like some people, like, I was kind of frustrated with the decisions that she made, but... Lots of people make bad decisions. Everyone has made a bad decision or two in their life and wondered, like, why did I do that? Hmm. And that is what this is about, you know? And she's also dealing with, like, microaggressions in the workplace. And it also discusses, like, the dismal and poor treatment of people of color by doctors and mental health workers. Um, it's just... It's so fantastic. It's it's real eye-opening. And it was compared to Bridget Jones, which I found was, like, a little bit of a stretch. But... It's just, it's so fantastic and real. I just really enjoyed it. It's Queenie by Candace Carty-Williams. All right. Um, and my first pick is is the most, uh, it was the most gut-wrenching of all of my reads for this week, so I want to get it over with. <laughs> um, and it is Internment by Samira Ahmed. And this is her her second book. Her first was Love, Hate, and Other Filters. And this is 
this is very, I, I don't know, it's, it's somewhat different um, in that it's, it's set in a near future, like the very near future. And the, the thing about, about this book is that even though it's set in the very near future, it feels like this could be happening last week, a month ago. It's, it's so current and contemporary because what you've got here is uh, a teenager, Layla, who happens to be Muslim and America right now in this book has they've they've started doing things like uh, a Muslim ban and exclusion laws and a president who who talks about making America great again on a compulsory national address that everyone has to tune into regularly. Um, even if you don't have it turned on, it will flash across your phone screen. Um, there's just there's just so much here that rings frighteningly true for for right now. Um, and as it starts, these these limitations on her as as a Muslim are are something that she reacts to with with a lot of just regular teenage angst. That that any other teenager would would be upset about having a curfew imposed on them by their parents. She, in the same way, she is frustrated that she has a curfew imposed on her by the government. Um, and then things escalate, and Layla and her family are rounded up with other Muslims and placed in an internment camp. And while she's there, she she has this this political awakening about about the fact that this this oppression is not something that that she is experiencing alone it's happening to so many other people in her community just because there are people who think you can't be muslim and also be american and she ends up standing up for herself and her community and other other Muslims and also for for non-Muslims who don't feel like this is a direction they want our country to continue going down and it's just uh it's it the the thing about it that is so harrowing and unsettling is that it it reads in lots of ways like a typical YA dystopia but it feels like it could be happening right now. Everything, uh, everything is without naming names. Samir Ahmed has has really written this story into our present political moment, and it was it was a difficult book to read. But I also feel like it's an essential book to read, especially because we've been we've been taught that it can't happen here, and that's just incorrect um it also has happened here before and in her her author's notes and acknowledgments and further reading samira ahmed points to the japanese internment during world war ii and and says that you know it's not as if we've learned our lesson we we are vulnerable to that kind of fascism 
even now. So um, I think that this is this is a great book for for anybody to read, but I think it's it's also going to be educational for a lot of people. Um, and it's just it's just a, a a really compelling story. And I have been talking about this for a really long time, but I'm just uh, I. I, I feel really strongly that this is an, one of the most important books that that you can read right now. And um, yeah, it's called Internment by Samira Ahmed. Awesome. So would you please tell us about our first sponsor today? I would love to. This is You Owe Me a Murder by Eileen Cook, out now from HMH Teen. Okay, so in You Owe Me a Murder, 17-year-old Kim never expected to plot a murder. I mean, who does? But that was before her boyfriend dumped her for another girl. Now Kim's stuck on a class trip to London with him and his new soulmate, and she can't help wishing he was a little bit dead, even if she'd never really do that. But... When Kim meets Nikki, a stranger on the plane who's more than willing to listen to Kim's woes, things start to look up. Nikki's got a great sense of humor, and when she jokes about swapping murders, Kim plays along. That is, until Kim's ex-boyfriend mysteriously dies. Blackmailed by Nikki to fulfill her end of the deal, Kim will have to commit a murder or take the fall for one. Now, this book is perfect for fans of One of Us is Lying, E. Lockhart, and Gillian Flynn. And I I am seeing and enjoying the similarities between this and Strangers on a Train. Or Throw Mama from the Train. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that one too. Um, and we will have a link to this in the show notes. So again, that is You Owe Me a Murder by Eileen Cook, available now wherever books are sold. All right. So my next book is Sooner or Later, Everything Falls into the Sea, Stories by Sarah Pinsker, uh, out from Small Beer Press. I always get excited when I get a book from Small Beer Press because I know it's going to be amazing because if they are publishing it, they found it worthy and they have amazing taste. So I was so excited to read this. I am just um, in awe of this book. Uh, it was my first time reading her. A lot of these stories have been published other places. Some of them have won awards. This is the first time they've all been together in this collection. Plus there is a previously unpublished story. Um, they are just jaw-dropping. I loved this book so much. Um, I feel like they're so interesting that I can't tell you that much about them. Um, the title story, Sooner or Later Everything Falls Into the Sea, is about a woman on an island and a rock star washes up. She had been on this cruise ship where kind of like, it's sort of like the end times when people are building arcs and all the rich people are getting onto these boats and taking everything for themselves and just sort of sailing the seas. Um, and one of the this entertainer washes up on this island where this woman has been. Um, there's one about, just go with me here, there's one about the dream children of childless parents sunning themselves like seals on the rocks of a beach. Sure. Um, there's one, the first story is about a man who loses his arm. Uh, he has an accident with farm equipment on his farm, and he gets a new, like, mechanical arm, which is, like, tied into his brain. It's, like, a super, like, smart arm. Um, but the but the arm dreams that it's actually a road in Colorado, Um there's one about war memories and something called The Veil. 
the last story is sort of like an Agatha Christie homage, which is about a writer's conference in which there are a whole bunch of Sarah Pinskers, and one of them is murdered, which is awesome. I am a total sucker for, like, time travel murders or, like, solving your own murders <laughs> or, like, where there's, like, more than one of someone and, like, things are going on there. I love that kind of stuff. I just, I loved all of these. The writing is gorgeous. It's inventive. It's amazing. I could just keep going on with the adjectives. She's so fantastic. And I'm super excited because uh, there's a novel. She has a novel coming out, I believe, in September. So this is called Sooner or Later, Everything Falls into the Sea, Stories by Sarah Pinsker. All right. And speaking of the sea, my next pick is The Dragonfly Sea by Ivan Ariambo Oar. And this actually came out last week, March 12th. And, and it's just... I, I, oh man, I don't think I really understood the, the word sweeping applied to a novel until I read this book. Um, this is inspired by, by a real true story. And that is that about 600 years ago, some Chinese sailors washed up on the shores of this Kenyan island and, just stayed, settled down, and now, because we're all testing our DNA and everything, there's a, a link that has been established between China and this this small island um, called Pate. I think I'm saying that right. Um, and and in 2005, a girl was brought to China and celebrated as as this cultural and physical link. And she studied there. And that real-life story is the, the, the bones on which this novel is built upon. So the, the girl in, in this book is Ayana. She, you see her as, as like a real little kid. She doesn't have a father and she she finds one she she finds a guy on the island whom she befriends and and he takes her under his wing and establishes a a, a really beautiful relationship with her as her chosen father becomes friends with her mom and as she grows up Lots of changes happen in her world. Her mom remarries. Uh, her her adoptive father is lost at sea for a while. Um, there's there's lots of of things happening, and I gotta warn you that there's also um, a brief scene of of sexual violence while she's still on this island. And when the Chinese come and invite her to come to China. She's she's really ready to to leave and and see what's what. Um although it's still heartbreaking and bittersweet for her to to make this long journey. Um lots more happens to her on her sea voyage. Lots more happens to her while she is studying in China. Uh there's there's another there's another uh, scene of of like intimate partner violence and and almost like a, a an unhealthy stalking relationship. Uh, and the way that she deals with that 
is really fantastic. And, um, and I was just like cheering for her. And eventually she, she returns to her island and it was, it was great to see the, the changes in her now that she is, is a grown woman from when she was a little kid and the, the things that she has taken from all of her different experiences, all of the different places that she has been and, and the sea, which has, which has been a constant for her in her life. Um, and you also get multiple, multiple viewpoints. You get to spend a little time with her mom and a little bit of time with her, her mom's new husband and her adoptive father and, and other characters in the book. And everyone is, even the minor characters are so well fleshed out. And it, it, a lot of the times when there were scenes between her and her mom, it just really hit me in the parent feels and also in the daughter feels. And, and this is just a, a really beautiful poetic book too. And it is The Dragonfly Sea by Ivan Ariambo Owar. I'm glad that you picked that because I didn't finish it in time to talk about it last week. Um, but I did put it in the newsletter, and I feel like I haven't seen anyone talking about it anywhere. And I was just like, this book is so beautiful. What is this book? Oh, my gosh. Why isn't everyone speaking about it? Yeah, and, and you feel you feel like you. I got a third of the way through the book, and I was like, this is epic, and I'm not even halfway done. <laughs> That's a great way to put it. It's so good. Yeah, I hope everyone picks it up. It's wonderful. So, speaking of wonderful, my next pick is called The Word for Woman is Wilderness by Abby Andrews. Um, This is out from $2 Radio, one of my favorite small presses. So excited. Um, It's about a young woman named Erin. She's a 19-year-old English woman, and she has always sort of been fascinated by nature programs, outdoor stories. Um, She watches a documentary on Christopher McCandless, who is the subject of John Krakauer's Into the Wild, the gentleman who who went to Alaska uh, to try and make it on his own in the wilderness, like, gave up all his material possessions um, and unfortunately died while he was out there. And she, Erin, the the character in this book, she wonders, like, what would these stories look like if a woman did it? You know, there are not a lot of stories where women, you know, go off on their own or, you know, live by themselves, you know, like in, in the wilderness. And she sort of plots a trip and she saves and decides to go, like, across the Arctic Circle to Alaska and and live on her own off you know off the land and in nature and learn you know about herself and about the world um, and so she ends up in a cabin on Denali which is was formerly Mount McKinley which was formerly Denali um, and on her journey like while she's going out there she makes a video documentary of her trips and she just sort of applies her feminist philosophies to surviving in the wild. Um, she discusses, like, ideas of famous loners and people that are heralded as, like, you know, heroes of, of the wilderness. Um, you know, she talks about the ideas of, like, Jack Kerouac and Thoreau and Jack London and even Ted Kaczynski, a.k.a. the Unabomber. Like, she sort of dismantles their exclusively masculine ideas about wilderness and loneliness. Um, it's, a, it's like a novel, but it's sort of like a philosophy book at heart. And Erin was so real. I just, I just loved her as a character so much. Like, she seemed so real to me. I felt like I was reading a memoir as opposed to reading a novel. And she's just so charming and funny and smart. 
I absolutely loved this book. It is called The Word for Woman is Wilderness, and it's by Abby Andrews. All and, right. Yes. Now I'm going to tell you about our next sponsor. Do it. Yes. Our sponsor today is Hold Still by Nina LaCour. Um, Nina LaCour's recent book, We Are Okay, is Nina LaCour at her finest. It's a gorgeously crafted and achingly honest portrayal of grief that will leave you urgent to reach across any distance to reconnect with the people you love. So Hold Still is her debut novel. It's the indelible debut that launched Nina LaCour. It's her breakthrough novel, and it's now available in a beautiful new edition, examining unspeakable loss and the fight back to find renewed hope. Nina LaCour is the award-winning author of We Are Okay and the widely acclaimed novel holds, novels Hold Still, The Disenchantments, and Everything Leads to You. She is also the co-author of uh, You Know Me Well with David Levithan. So you can find a link to her new book, or I should say her old book in its new edition, Hold Still, her first book in its new edition. Um, you can find that a link to it in the show notes, and you can find it wherever books are sold. So we thank them for sponsoring. Okay. Uh, next, I want to tell you about a book that this also came out last week. Um, and it is The Bird King by G. Willow Wilson, who you may know and love already from such works as Aleph the Unseen or Miss Marvel. Uh, and The Bird King is is set in uh, the royal court of Granada and the the main characters you're going to be taking this really cool journey with are Fatima and Hassan. Fatima is a concubine and Hassan is a map maker. And the really really interesting thing about Hassan's map making skills is that he's he's basically Harold and the Purple Crayon in that he can alter reality with these maps that he makes. If he draws uh, a tunnel where there never was a tunnel, oh, look, there's a tunnel there now. Uh, if he can draw rooms where there weren't rooms before. He can, it's, it's super powerful stuff, and therefore he is very valuable to the king. Uh, so he and Fatima are, are kind of trapped in, in this life, but they're... They're friends, and things are going okay until somebody else finds out about Hassan's powers, and all of a sudden they've got the Spanish Inquisition breathing down their necks because because that is is heretical the, that he can do these things. So they wind up escaping, and they they have this this wild adventure through through Spain as they as they escape um, and it, it was uh, it was really great watching this blend of magic and history and faith as as they travel across Spain and not not too many people realize that that there was such a a thing as as Muslim Spain at one point, uh, but there was, and and you really get a a sense for what that was like and the things about it that were great and the ways in which Muslims were were threatened. 
Uh, and I, I really, really love this book too because uh, the Bird King in the title is also the title of an epic poem within the book, and you have some some great storytelling as as they they tell this epic poem to each other as they travel along and and ah uh, man I love epic poetry <laughs> um so so it was just it was a really great fantasy fantasy historical fantasy read um and it is The Bird King by G Willow Wilson I love that you compared it to Harold and the Purple Crane <laughs> which it didn't it didn't occur to me when I was reading it also I just have to say that like, no matter what I am reading, anytime the Spanish Inquisition is mentioned, I know. Monty, Monty Python has just ruined it for me. I know. I can't. Oh, man. <laughs> you're just like, I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> it's, it's just what happens oh. when you're a nerd. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, my last pick today, I feel like we've been hearing about it for a year now. It has to be, like, one of the most anticipated books of the year. And, like, the, finally, the cover is already iconic, I think. Yes. And they sent a sticker with it of the cover, <laughs> which is pretty exciting, which I didn't notice until, like, it was laying on the floor and the kittens were chewing on the corner of it. And I was like, look, don't chew on that postcard. And then I was like, oh, it's a sticker. Yeah, I love a sticker. Um, but seriously, it's been talked about forever. It's so fantastic. It's called Lot, L-O-T. Stories by Brian Washington. It is a brilliant debut collection. And, like, I don't usually talk about short story collections in general. I don't know why, but I'm talking about two of them today because they (laughs) both just flipped my lid. Um, And this one is as amazing as everyone said it would be. Again, it's just his debut collection. Um, Half of the stories are connected. They're set in Texas, um, and they're set in different sections of the city, uh, they're about being a person of color, being queer, being poor. Um, they're about gentrification. There's an unnamed narrator who is navigating his home situation of poverty while recognizing his own identity as a gay man. Um, they, there are some of the stories are set like around in their neighborhood uh, about sex workers and drug use, unfaithful lovers, uh, gentrification. They're just these fast-burning, visceral stories. That just just floored me, but at the same time, the, it's it's like not all is lost. Like there's a lot of optimism and love like running through these stories. The, if you like Justin Torres, if you like Matt Johnson, um, I saw someone compare it to Jesus's Son by Dennis Johnson, which I, I wouldn't say is too far off, really. Um, this is this is like this is an NBA nominee. I am a hundred percent sure, like, hmm. without a doubt. We're we're in March, but I'm calling it like. I think this is twice now. I've already done this this year. Um, so I better I better slow my roll or I'm going to have like 50 NBA nominees. Well, submissions are open now. So. <laughs> yeah, but it's just, it's so fantastic. So again, it is called Lot and it's stories by Brian Washington. Okay, and my last pick is The Witch's Kind by Louisa Morgan. And the, I, I really want to, to, tell you about it in a coherent engaging little elevator pitch kind of way but I can't stop myself I just gotta tell you that there are witches and aliens (laughs) like it's not and it's it's not an overwhelmingly like paranormal book either but it's just like witches and 
aliens and and that is is definitely something that i appreciated in this book um but but with that in mind let's let's learn a little bit more about it because some people out there might might need more than just that information uh to pick it up uh the the main part of this story takes place in the pacific northwest post world war 2 and Barry, who's, who's this adult woman, she she lives with her Aunt Charlotte, and uh, she comes across this baby who she names Emma, and it seems as if Emma has, has certain powers that are similar to the ones that Barry and Charlotte, as witches, possess, and... And that alone is a premise in and of itself. But then Barry's long lost husband returns and oh dang, like stuff goes down. And there are several flashbacks throughout the story to Barry's childhood and adolescence to her, her marriage and how, how that winds up deteriorating. Uh, and it takes you, the flashbacks go all the way up to the the present day of of this book and you it was it was one of those books where after it ended i just wanted to to know like well what happens next um and and did i mention witches and aliens um so so this is this is a a really fantastic read that that I enjoyed. It, it's not. It's not. I, I know. I keep on harping on aliens and witches, but but again, it's not. It's not super genre heavy. If if that's not really your thing, um, but if you are a big genre reader, which I am, you will be tickled by witches and aliens in the same book. And uh, you may have read Louisa Morgan's A Secret History of Witches. Um, I did not, so I cannot tell you how this compares to that. But I really enjoyed The Witch's Kind by Louisa Morgan. Witches and aliens. Witches and aliens. Whaleians. Aliens. Aliens. All right. Those are our new books for today, of which there were so many fantastic ones. I actually have a copy of, of The Louisa Morgan. I had not read anything about it, but now I have to go find it. Uh, so what are you going to read now? I, I have no idea. Um, I don't know. I have, I have, uh, I have a bunch of books just like waiting for me to select from them. But I think what I'm going to read next is the latest like deluxe hardcover collection of Lumberjanes. Uh, it's the Lumberjanes to the Max, Volume Five, because I'm I'm a trade waiter when it comes to lots of comics. Um, but with Lumberjanes, I'm not just a trade waiter; I am a deluxe hardcover edition trade waiter. And just recently, the Volume Five came out of this to the Max series, and and so I think you know now that I've I've done my reading for today's podcast and I've had the pleasure of recording with you, I can kick back and go a little bit into the backlist, even though it's not too, too far back, and read me some Lumberjanes, which which are always amazing and good and wonderful. What about always you? Amazing. Um, I picked up something 
the other day that came out last week I was not aware of. I don't know how I missed it. What? It's called Claude. K-L-A-W-D-E. Evil alien warlord cat. <laughs> it's like a middle it's like a middle grade book with these great illustrations of a cat supervillain, which is pretty exciting. Yeah. And that will lead me up to my pick after, which is going to be Terminal Alliance, book one of the janitors of the post-apocalypse by Jim C. Hines, which just looks like so much fun. And, uh, Deborah Blake calls it the love child, the demented love child of Douglas Adams and Elizabeth Moon. Um, I had actually read, I've read a couple of the books in, uh, in his Magic Ex Libris series, Libriomancer and Codex Born, which are about book magicians, which is pretty awesome. Um, so yeah, post-apocalyptic janitors. I'm so, on board. Claw, though, you definitely need to take a picture with the kittens. Oh, yes. They are both evil, evil, <laughs> evil. Yes. Uh, they, one of them discovered today that he could jump up and reach the ceiling fan over our bed. Oh my gosh! And it's it's alarming. <laughs> he catches a lot of air. It's like how, how it's like spring loaded. Oh, like you're just gonna um, turn on the fan and then you're gonna be like, uh, why is there this fur <laughs> just falling from this? Yeah, it's it's not gonna go well. <laughs> We're gonna have to figure oh, out something man. else. That's amazing. He was just like, look at that string up there. I should pull it. <laughs> Can you blame him? No. <laughs> no. If I was a cat, I would just cause terror uh, all the time, everywhere. Oh, man. So, that was our 200th episode. Holy cats, uh, 200 episodes. Thank you to all of our listeners. Um, if you want to pick up some 200th episode swag, you can go to bookriot.com slash bananapants, all one word, no hyphen. Annika doesn't like hyphens. Um, <laughs> and you can get stickers and mugs and phone cases and t-shirts and all kinds of crazy stuff. Um, thank you to our sponsors, You Owe Me a Murder by Eileen Cook, out now from HMH. <laughs> I was just like, you're telling our sponsors that they owe us a murder? <laughs> we'll pick someone. <laughs> let's, let's have a suggestion box. Um, and also thank you to Hold Still by Nina LaCour. Uh, you can find links to those in the show notes. If you want to give us uh, some news, drop us a line, you know, fan art. I don't know, draw a picture of a ceiling fan and the kittens. Um, you can email <laughs> us at... Fan art. <laughs> oh, fan art. <laughs> um, you can drop us a line at all the books at bookriot.com. You can find us online. I am friends and comes alive on Instagram. I do go on Twitter occasionally at Miss Liberty, but I mostly stick to Instagram now. You can find... I can't talk today. I almost called you. I almost called you Meowie Christina. <laughs> <laughs> you can find Maria Christina on Twitter at Meowie Christina. It's M E O W Y C R I S T I N A. And if you want to give us a treat, you can go to Apple Podcasts and leave us a rating or review. It helps other book lovers to find us. And as much as we would love to tell you about more books today, we just don't have the time, but you can read about more titles out now in the show notes at bookriot.com slash all the books, as well as find a link to our weekly new books newsletter. And in the meantime, happy, happy reading! reading.